In the Now, Episode 7. Today, we discuss a Business Insider article that talks about job satisfaction, pay, and recruiting efforts in the trades. It's our ode to tradespeople. Stay tuned. This show is brought to you by Steel Now. Steel Now takes the pain out of buying metal, whether you've been buying for 20 years or you are new to metal purchasing. It's a difficult process no matter what your expertise, and Steel Now works with our network of over 60 suppliers to get you a fair price and a lead time that fits your project. So visit SteelNow.com today. to another episode of In the Now. I'm your host, Tony, joined by my co-host, Jonathan, like you see producing in the back. Great day today. Uh, today, we're going to be going over this Business Insider article about uh, trades jobs. And this is a kind of a trend that we're seeing as far as the trades go, you know, carpentry, plumbing, electricians, etc. And I assume most of our listeners are associated with a trade in some way, shape, or form. I mean, we're a metal company. What do yeah. you do with metal except for a trade job with it? And mm-hmm. some of the most, it is the most important work. I mean, it creates the entire foundation of the society we live in to have nice things, right? So yep. the title of the article is The Labor Shortage May Have an Old Fashioned Solution. Carpenters, electricians, and other trades are good jobs that make workers happy. So excited to get into that. But first, how are you today, Jonathan? I am doing great. I'm enjoying this beautiful fall weather we're getting here in Texas. It's not hot anymore, so I'm in the greatest mood ever. Yeah, so do you go outside now and enjoy oh, man. your time? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the backyard all the time, just playing fetch with the dog, hanging out, enjoying the weather. Anything below 90 in Texas is like godsend. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When I lived there, the weather was brutal. I remember that. But I do remember that little reprieve you got in the winter, and it's like, oh, this is nice. And then it was gone quick. Very quickly. We're like the opposite of northern states. All summer, very little winter. Yeah. So a couple bullet points from the article. Uh, It says employment for electricians, carpenters, and plumbers could help address the labor shortage. Skilled trade workers typically are paid well, get to learn on the job and have less student debt. And two experts told the insider that employers had a rare opportunity to attract new workers. We're going to find out what that is. Uh, Starting off the article, the jobs of the future are in part the jobs of the past. Work for electricians, carpenters, and plumbers could help fix the labor shortage. As millions of Americans reevaluate their careers during the pandemic and quit their jobs, skilled trades that typically offer higher pay and on-the-job training may be a promising new career choice. A new annual report from Angie, a marketplace for home services, highlights not only the situation of skilled trades during the pandemic, but how skilled trades could take advantage of so-called great resignation in other industries. So I think this is interesting because, you know, people have said it for a long time, like nobody's going into the trades anymore. We're, we're going to have a shortage of this. We have a shortage of that. We, and I don't know if you've called a tradesperson the last couple of years, it's way more expensive than you might expect it to be. 
No, just having somebody come out and look at something. I remember oh. when I sold my house a couple years ago, I wanted a I wanted a licensed bonded person to winterize my swamp cooler in New Mexico. We don't have air conditioners; we have swamp coolers, which you know normally as most people know how to work on their swamp cooler because it's like this very easy thing that you know fills fills these pads with water and then blows air into the house. And because we're in a low humid place, it actually creates a cold air flow. But I wanted to winterize it. With a professional, that way, when I sold the house, I could say, "Yep, oh, here's the last time it was done by a bonnet person. And it was like 500 bucks. We had our HVAC, our air conditioning redone last year. I'm, I, I kind of re, I kind of searched out, got different quotes. And then we had a friend of a friend that suggested someone, and he was a lot cheaper, but he's a one-man, two-man crew. Um, but to say, even though it was cheaper, it was not cheap. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, to me, when you see high prices on things like that and you still pay it, it's because there's not enough people doing it. Right. They can charge that. And it's like, yeah, I'm willing to pay that, I guess. Yeah. And, and you know, the previous owner, you could tell that uh, my HVAC guy, my air, air conditioning guy told me, like, you could tell from the previous unit, he was definitely doing little things here and there to keep it running. But it was never what was truly needed by a professional. So you could tell the difference when a professional that knows what they're doing and does it for a living comes in and does it compared to someone that's kind of like, you know, throwing a part in here, part in there, get it, keep it going for another six months. It's, it's better just to get it done the right way. And it saves you so much more stress. When you live in Texas, you don't want to be in the heat. You already have to deal with it outside. When you come home, it should be a time when you're relaxing, enjoying the cool air blowing through. So um, it's it's a huge difference. I know we're in the world of like DIY, but some things just should be done by the right person. I don't know. I've done a lot of DIY projects in my day, and there's a few things that I've noticed that I stink at doing. Like I tried uh, my old house. We tiled our kitchen. Uh-huh. It was a nightmare. And then when it was done, you could see all of the imperfections, you know, oh, this grout line is way too wide and this one's way too thin. And, you know, most people don't notice that, but you definitely do. And if you look at a professional Tyler's grout line, it's beautiful, perfectly spaced, lovely. Um, there's no wobbly tiles like and they do it quickly. Too. There's something to be said about having many, many years of experience on that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, So going on in the article says, um, if home trades recognize the connection between what their trades offer and what workers are seeking during the great resignation, we could begin to see a narrative change around trade labor and start to reverse labor shortages that have impacted the trades for years, the report says. The report suggests people in skilled trades are happy with their work. Angie said that 83% of tradespeople it surveyed said they were at least somewhat satisfied. So when two thirds of the labor force aren't engaged in their work, this is an area where people people should be going because it's booming. I think that's interesting because you, there's almost like a, like an unwritten thing where I don't know if I I had people tell me this, like, if you don't go to college, you're going to end up digging ditches for the rest of your life or things like that. Right. Yeah. This suggests that maybe a lot of people are satisfied. Yeah. I mean, I think some people it's like a passion, right? So like, I mean, we had a guy, just to give you a quick example, we had a guy that worked with us and smart guy, went to college, did everything. I mean, worked really well in the metal industry, but he just, he just couldn't stay stationary. Um, It was like driving his mind insane. So he ended up going over to a construction company and he did some of the, you know, some of the manual labor for a while. And I think he moved into more of a management supervisor role, but I mean, you can just tell for him, he's so much happier 
because he's constantly every day is something new. Every day is a challenge. Everything is something he's working towards and he's out there in the thick of it. And I think there's people out there that are like that. They they need to have this satisfaction of a daily grind um, that they're involved with, you know, um, not sitting sitting on a desk with a keyboard. I mean, I love it. I know you love it, work from home stuff, but it's not for everyone. So it's great that there's trades and compensation out there for someone that doesn't want to do that. Everybody has a passion for whatever profession they're in, maybe. And I mean, some of these guys love carpentry. Some of these guys love welding or they love what they do and they take a passion for it. And I mean, it doesn't it's not like it makes bad money either. Right. I mean, they're getting they're making good money in turn and a lot of them end up breaking off, being their own owner or continuing on in their own way. It offers a lot of like flexibility when you have a profession like that to do side jobs or make your own business too. Yeah. I've gotten into YouTube rabbit holes where it's people that are comparing their welding beads. They're like, Oh, look at that nice tight bead on that. Well, it's like, you know, it looks awesome. I can appreciate Mm -hmm. what they're doing. I have no idea how to do that. And that makes me kind of like, that looks very satisfying to try and improve your welding bead over time to make it this perfect thing. I think there is this kind of unwritten, unspoken thing that says that kind of work is to be frowned upon, but these things are fun. These are fun things. And it seems to be that people are pretty satisfied in the industries. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think it's just an old narrative of, you know, if you're not in an office, if you're not doing something here and there, then you're probably not doing well. But like I said, I mean, those guys are making good money and they're obviously happy in it. So it doesn't really matter what you do. If you're, if you're happy and you make the money you need to support your family, then, then I don't see any reason why people shouldn't look into it. And especially with the current job market. Right. Yeah. And so speaking of, as far as demand for these trades, they have a survey here uh, from looks like an industrial staffing company, people ready. And it says that there's an increase in demand for these trades by this percentage. So carpenters, a 360% increase in demand. Painters, 357%. Electricians, 244%. Skilled construction, 240%. Welders, 205%. Plumbers, 104%. That's a huge increase in demand for the last year. For sure. So not only are they making bank, they're happy with their job. Love it. Yeah, job security. Even before the pandemic, there was a shortage of skilled trade workers. Kevin Ponder, the construction director at People Ready Skilled Trades, told Insider that some baby boomers had decided to retire early because of the pandemic. So a shortage of workers in construction has also contributed to a record backlog of homes authorized but not started. So, I mean, that's, yeah, people retired early all over the place. Yeah, they were just, I mean, understandably for that generation, it was a risk they were taking being in a populated area construction site. I know my dad, uh, he's a master electrician and he's actually still working. Um, he should soon be retired, but I mean, he decided to continue on and he's working at a, I think it's a refinery or a plant. Yeah. I mean, he said that there's so much work. I mean, he's working like crazy and at his age, I'd, I'd rather him not be, but that's just how much the demand is for them to need electricians. And there's a lot of young guys on that thing too, because on that job, because they're growing so fast. So, you know, the guy that's been doing it for 35 years, like my dad, I mean, he's having to guide them, make sure they're doing it right. um, Make sure they're doing it safely. Cause some of these jobs do come with some safety precautions you have to make sure of. And it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy what's going on out there with how much demand they have for just electricians from my experience talking to him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So moving on here, it says skilled trade employers need to change how they attract talent. 
About 46% of skilled trade employers surveyed by Angie said they recruited workers mostly by word of mouth recommendations. But Fisher said this may not be very effective for finding new workers. For the most part, tradespeople know other tradespeople. And so word of mouth, it's a very closed ecosystem, Fisher said. He added that recruiters should instead increase their digital presence. Fisher said recruiters needed to change their messaging as well. Many of the tradespeople in Angie's survey said they were satisfied with the work mainly because they found meaning and value in it. But that isn't being prioritized in recruiting efforts, as indicated by this chart, which is uh, what employers are offering to attract tradespeople. So this is what a survey of employers, uh, how they try to recruit new people in the trades. So the top way they do it is having above average wages, which that's that's always good, right? Always good. Uh, next is flexible work schedules. Next is health insurance. Next is fun work environment and culture. Next is performance bonuses. Next is training programs. Then career advancement and management opportunities. Then apprenticeships. Then hiring bonuses. And then third to last or second to last on the list is highlighting job satisfaction. And last on the list is a company vehicle. So they're really just trying to say, hey, we got great pay. We got health insurance. Look how fun it is to blow stuff up or to connect. <laughs> wires or whatever lay cement yeah and they're offering growth they're offering <laughs> management opportunities company vehicles i mean and I, the one that i like too is they're offering fun work environment and culture i mean that shows that they're they're really investing in keeping these people right they're not just trying to get some guy and have them do one job and move on i mean they want they want people to stick around i remember one summer when i was a teenager i worked digging like electrical ditches in a trailer park. So you have to dig like a, a rectangular hole that's 18 inches deep and 18 inches wide. And you just dig this like long ditch and that's where they lay like electrical cabling. And I remember that was totally difficult work. It was very backbreaking. You got exhausted pretty quick, but at the same time, it was pretty fun. Oh yeah. Growing up, with my obviously my dad and his trade. I mean, I used to do something similar. My dad, when he went, he went and had his own company before everything everything hit it in 08. But during the time that he did have it, um, he would lay electrical for swimming pools. So I was what I don't know, 15 years old, and he would tell me to come out. And you know, I think this was part of a lesson too for him to teach me hard work and um, offer some extra money. I mean, he would pay me like 15 bucks an hour, which at that time, I mean, yeah. When you're a kid, that's pretty, pretty freaking good, right? Yeah, that's how much um, I got paid to do that too, and that was a ridiculous yeah. amount of money at 16. Oh yeah, because when I started at 15, I mean, like Popeyes was paying like six bucks an hour for my first job ever. So I was like, heck yeah, I'll I'll go dig some ditches. And like you said, it was hard work, but at the same time, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it, I think it taught me a lesson in hard work too, which is, you know, these guys that go out there and they do, I mean, they they work their butt off to get this, get these jobs done and they do it day in and day out. But I mean, like you said, they, they have a good time. Um, they get their stuff done. And when they're at, when they're off work, they go and hang out and they have a good time too. They become pretty close. I know a lot of my dad's friends from his career. I mean, I've known them since I was a kid and he still knows them and they still check up and we talk about them sometimes. So it's more than just, you know, a bunch of guys swinging tools around. I mean, they, they, they know each other for a long time because of the trade. And I mean, as far as satisfaction, I can see exactly why it's satisfying. I mean, I still on occasion drive by that same trailer park and I know like 
hey, I dug some of those ditches and that's why it has electricity. That's kind of a cool feeling, you know, that's work that lives on for a long time that you can see. And I'm sure, especially if you're like doing a concrete work or, you know, bricklaying or something like that. I mean, you're driving around just seeing your work for your entire life if you stay in the same place. Yeah. And, you know, if you go into this career and you, you really gain these, these skills and you're doing it day in and day out, I mean, I'm sure any of us have seen somebody that works in a certain trade and you probably see their house. I mean, you know, when they go home and they apply that towards their house or towards their friends' homes or however, I mean, they usually have pretty nice homes because they know how to maintain them. They know how to do these additions. They know how to make them look nice professionally. When we're all trying to find someone to pay them to do it, I mean, they're just doing it for fun and it looks really good. And because it's their own thing, you can tell that they spent a little extra time and put a little oh, more yeah. finesse and they make some of the coolest backyard things. Oh, yeah. and, you know, oh, yeah. check out my workbench in the garage. It's like, wow, this is, this it is looks great. great. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's super convenient. I mean, and then a lot of those, you know, a lot of them too, when they're in a certain trade, I mean, you know, I feel like always electricians kind of know plumbers and plumbers kind of know HVAC guys. Like they all kind of somehow come across each other at some point. And it's so key when you become an adult and you have a house you need to maintain and you need to know guys like that. Right. Because I don't know how to do all that. I'm horrible with manual labor. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. never have been great at it. Oh, dude, I'm so bad at it. Um, kind of going into like talking about how people have uh, skilled trades and what they're doing. I think it's kind of interesting because it talks about the typical education needed for these types of jobs. And if you look at it, you know, they're all usually high school or even no formal education. And then it moves on to the typical job training, which is for electricians and apprenticeship. Painters construction is very moderate term job training. Um, or so it looks like there's even short term for like carpet installers. So the point here is that, you know, not everybody has the same path in life, right? Like some people go to college and they have the time and the and the means to do that. And that's great. But some people need to just hit the ground running. So for someone that maybe needs to find a quick way to get into a job, be trained properly quickly and then make the money right away so they can support themselves. It sounds like a great option. Um, they don't have to worry about having so much time of no income coming through. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you right now, I painted this house that I own now, spent the first three months painting each room individually, and I hated every minute of it. But I couldn't find a painter because they're too high in demand to come out here. You're making good money as a painter. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, those types of things, man, a painter that's been doing it for 20 years professionally is amazing to watch if you ever do, because they get that stuff done so quick. Their edges are perfect. They don't use any special anything. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But getting your foot in the door on that. <laughs> doesn't take much. No. It and just, so I think that is that should have an appeal to people that are looking for more meaning and more straightforward work that they don't have to take home with them. Yep. And just looking at the median average, I mean, median annual wage, I mean, it's just looking at the numbers on average. I mean, that's pretty good um, for like average American income. It's, it's above average. So it's not like they're paying yeah. you $20,000 a year to, to break your back, you know? Yeah. Every trade is going to be above the median uh, for, for salary. I mean, it's all going to depend on where you're at, but definitely worth looking into. Let's just wrap up this article here. Employers should communicate that people like this work. You're going to like your job if you do this, Fisher said. And so both the message and the medium have to be improved. Ponder added that trades 
needed to highlight benefits like receiving good compensation and getting paid while learning on the job through an apprenticeship program and without the burden of student loans. And I think, yeah, I think we can wrap up reading that article there. But I think I think this is an interesting thing that we could see is a lot of the younger workforce that decide they don't want to go into the office jobs. They don't want to do the waitress job, whatever. They want to go do something else. And you have people like Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs that have really been trying to set up people to work in the trades because it's important work. And, and his whole thing has been, you get a lot of job satisfaction by doing that. I think anything that can bring more people to doing that type of work and more people job satisfaction is a, is a net win. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say, I mean, from my upbringing, from yours, we have parents that did more blue collar work. I mean, it's not really how you, you make the money. It's just about making it right. So as long as you can, that's the end goal for sure. But if you can be a little satisfied with the work you're doing, it's a lot oh, easier yeah. to wake up in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. And I think these guys, I think people that do this for a living that have been doing it for a long time. And I think, I think they really enjoy it. I know my dad can't stop talking about it. It's been forever. So he still talks about it. Like he's excited about it sometimes. Well, we salute your dad and we salute the trades people out there. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This has been in the now. I'm your host, Tony, always with Jonathan. We'll catch you guys on the next one.